Welcome, everyone, to the Inquisitive Introvert Podcast. My guest today is Kadem Purdue. Kadem is the CEO of Soul Theory, a software development company, as well as Black Tech Academy. Kadem, I wanted to have you on my podcast because I came across your episode on Angel Jones' podcast, 13-minute combos, I believe, or 12-minute combos, I'm sorry. And I thought you had a really interesting story in terms of how you decided to be an entrepreneur and your background. So just for the audience, what is Soul Theory? How did you come up with the name? And what made you jump from being a full-time person or employee in corporate America to working, creating your own company? First of all, thank you for having me on your podcast and on your platform. I think it's amazing what you do, and uh, I'm happy to be able to share my story on your platform. So my name is Tatum Pardue. I'm a tech entrepreneur, and by trade, I do software development and websites. I think I started around like 16 years old. I just turned 30 of this year, so it's been about, like, 14 years. So I did a lot of freelancing starting at 16 years old. I, I was just kind of gifted with tinkering with websites and building them back when they had, like, MySpace and all that kind of stuff. And then I just took that as a full-time career, graduated Austin Peay State University, which is my alma mater here in Tennessee, and immediately got into corporate America. I think I landed a gig there three months before I even graduated, which was pretty interesting. So I was, like, well immersed into the corporate world of technology. And then eight months later into my first gig there, I was laid off from a corporate layoff. And so immediately when I got laid off, I was like, yo, I got to start my own thing because I know they're going to just chew me up and spin me out. It's going to be a continuous thing. And so I LLC my my business, Soul Theory, during that time. Uh, I think it was, I just want to say 2015, February of 2015. Yeah. LLC the business. And then like the rest was history. So I hit the ground running. I still wasn't making enough money to kind of jump and do my own thing. So I was fortunate enough to become a contractor for Dave Ramsey. And Dave Ramsey is a financial services guru. He hosts the Dave Ramsey show. I learned a lot of lessons just working for him. But in particular, I was working for his company called Entree Leadership. And Entree Leadership is an online coaching program where they teach business owners how to grow their business and their profit. And they have an online educational app that they offer through coaching to the business owners. And I was responsible for building that app. So I was in a really, really unique spot because number one, I was a contractor. So I didn't actually work for them full time during that time. But I was also learning what it takes to like build a really, really cool business and grow your profits and everything like that. Plus I'm a tech guy. But unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately, you know, no disrespect to the company or anything like that, but I was the only black person in a 20 mile radius. It was very interesting to learn all these skills, but I, I really couldn't relate to anyone or yeah. no, no one around me that I could share. I couldn't really share a story with, with the people around me. So fortunately, though, Soul Theory was kind of taken off. I saw an increase in my sales, uh, about 400%, and it was basically covering my salary working there. So I was like, hey, you know what? I'm just going to jump ship. I'm going to try this out and give it a shot. The worst thing that can happen is I fail and I go find another job. I jumped ship uh, 2017 in December of 2017, hit the ground running, became an entrepreneur at the Entrepreneur Center in Nashville, met some really cool people there, and then, like, the rest is history. And I, I realized as I became a full-time entrepreneur, I've been there, I've been there for two years now almost, that I really like to do things that I'm really passionate about. And I think I was just following my passion. And so, you know, I was gifted with technology and building apps and everything like that. But more importantly, I wanted to share my story with everyone else as well as do what I really, really wanted to do. But it took time. I did have to you know, prepare myself mentally, physically, spiritually, financially to make that legal faith. But now that I'm here, 
the next step is to share the knowledge that I've acquired in my short career uh, for technology, working for other companies, but also just working for myself and sharing that with my community, the black and brown community, of course. And that's where I'm at now with Black Tech Academy. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, Tatum, how, that's such a big jump, you know, to get laid off in a corporate layoff and then be like, hey, I'm just going to create my own business. That's another risk within itself in terms of employment and, and income. How, I guess, how did you reckon that? Like, did you have, like, did you pray and say, God, just let me follow my passion and this business will work? Or what was that conversation like? Because I think some people be like, well, I'll just go to another company and be a full-time employee. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but I to go from one sort of risky situation to another. What sort of walk us through, like, what were you thinking, for lack yeah. of a better phrase? Yeah, it was it was definitely scary. I definitely prayed on it. it. took some time, but I made the decision March of 2017, and I didn't actually jump to December. And, like, I was... I was pretty good at like saving my money on the side. So I saved a little bit of money. I think I wish looking back on, I wish I would have saved a little bit more. And for those of you who are listening to this podcast, I always recommend, you know, if you have a full-time job and a part-time gig, that's perfectly fine. Don't don't let society think that you're, you know, any less valuable or any less important because you need that money to kind of grow your, your business. So I was actually an idiot jumping a little sooner than I thought. So um, I, I bumped my head and learned a lot of lessons along the way with, you know, taxes and running a team and getting office space. And, you know, so it was a very interesting uh, thing for me. But at the end of the day, I truly, truly believe that I, I, was, I was confident enough in myself to be able to sell my services. And so because I didn't have a safety net, I've always been a hustler. I've always been a grinder. And that's where that, that grit and that determination and that discipline kind of kicks in. And you kind of say to yourself, well, listen, it is scary, but this is a line in the stars for me to do, then I'm going to do it. I just knew for myself, working in corporate America, I didn't like anyone micromanaging me. So there's yeah. like people, you know, your, your manager be like, yo, this is how you should do things. I'm like, no, I don't like to do it that way. Or, <laughs> uh, you know, I would have, I would want to give input and insight into building an application or providing a service in a specific way. And I would challenge authority in a very respectful manner in the, in the workplace. But, you know, obviously sometimes those conversations turn left, and then you say, well, you really don't value me here, so I'm going right. to keep moving in a new direction. And so, again, it's just that confidence and like knowing, hey, someone out there is going to really resonate with what I do. I'm going to hit some bumps in the road, but as long as I'm able to sell, as long as I, I know what I'm passionate about, and as long as I'm doing the best job that I can, I think things will work out. And I think they did for me. I'm still small time, but I've got you know a team here in Atlanta. I live in Atlanta now got a team in Atlanta that works for me for Black Tech Academy, and I've got a team that works for me for Soul Theory, and it took some time. But, yeah, I definitely recommend that anyone out there who is looking to make that leap of faith, make sure that your ducks are in a row, that your, you know, your business is in order, that you've got, you know, a network already that you can plug into and say, hey, listen, I'm looking to jump ship here soon. Can I provide some services for X amount of dollars for a month? I like to work off of retainers. That way you have an income coming in. And you gotta you gotta find out what works best for you, for your financial, for your for your family. It's different strokes for different folks. I didn't have any kids or anything, like no major responsibility, so it's a lot easier for me. But I always recommend if that's aligned in your heart and what you wanna do, then make the preparation and start today if you haven't already, because it's very lucrative once you do. And Kato, so what sort of services does Soul Theory offer? I, I know I touched on it a little bit in the beginning, but feel free to, to share. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So we focus mainly on website development and web app development and mobile app development. 
So uh, we also offer uh, concierge services such as digital marketing, uh, SEO, and things like that, but we actually outsource those needs with our partners, and our core business is focused on development. So when people hire Soul Theory, they're not really hiring Soul Theory for the name. They're hiring Soul Theory for Kaden at the end of the day. So I built relationships around people saying, I want to hire Soul Theory because Kaden gives me peace of mind. I know that I can go home, I can go to bed, I can sleep at night, knowing that my app's always running 24-7, that if there are any issues that he's working on it diligently, and that I get what I pay for. And I think that's uh, saying something because a lot of other companies, they can't do that. I like to position myself as an expert in, for lack of better words, like converting ones and zeros into dollars and cents. I think that's what I'm really, really good at because, again, I'm I'm a hustler. I'm an entrepreneur, so I know what it looks like to increase the bottom line. And so with my business, with Soul Theory, it's specific. We just say, hey, listen, if you need to start a website or a web app or mobile app, you don't know where to start, don't even know how how much it costs, we can help you with that, and we walk them through that process. We have a three-step process, and I'd love to share it on your on your podcast. The first Absolutely. thing is we we just have a 15-minute conversation of like, hey, what is it we're trying to do? We're trying to get a feel of it. Usually, it's the same thing that we've heard before. Hey, I need a website. I'm trying to get up and running. I don't have a lot of money. What can you do? And then the next step is we offer what we call a, a strategy call, and this is a an hour, sometimes maybe even two hours, depending on the, the workload of the project. Um, and we allocate that time for them. We get on a video chat with them. And then at the beginning of the call, we say, hey, listen, before we actually deep dive into this strategy call, this call could go one of three ways. The first way is it could go, yes, Kadem, and so there I want to work with you, which is what we want. That's great. The second one is no, Kadem, we don't want to work with you, and that's fine. We're not a right fit for everybody. And then the third one is uh, I'm on the fence, a maybe. And we always tell them, if if you're on the fence, if you're on a maybe, just tell us no at the end of the call. That way we're not wasting your time. You're not wasting our time uh, because in, in my professional experience, a maybe usually turns into a no. So we get rid of the maybe already. And then the second thing we say, hey, listen, you're going to walk away during this strategy call. You're going to walk away with an audit of end to end of everything that we're going to provide you and how we're actually going to approach being successful. So we ask them on the call, what does success look like for them in three months and six months and nine months and 12 months or whatever. And then after the call, after the hour call, if they want to work with us, then we just provide them with that audit, that technical audit of how we are going to approach solutioning their problem. And so they're getting value immediately. So with that in mind, we've already, you know, kind of breaking down this barrier of like, hey, I don't trust you, or I don't know you, or I don't, I'm weary of doing business with you. And that way they can walk away with some value. Even if they don't want to work with us, we want to provide exceptional services that we can. And that's how we like to approach it. So, so yeah. That's awesome, Tatum. And so tell me what inspired uh, Black Tech Academy. I know you mentioned that previously you were the only black person at the company, and I think a lot of black people, black and brown people, can relate to that, and it's very, very tough. (laughs) It can be super isolating sometimes. So what prompted you to actually create, uh, not so theory, but Black Tech Academy? Yeah, there's two parts to that. The first one is the emotional piece, and then the second one is the data that I researched. And I'll kind of start with the data because that's the – that's the boring stuff. I did some research, and 81% of tech departments or tech companies, 81% of them are white men, white males. 11% of them are black. And even even shorter, a small, small, small percentage of that are black women as well. And I'm looking at that data, and I'm saying to myself, I was, in, I was a part of that statistic because I saw that. I was the only black person in, my own, my, in the tech department for both companies that I worked for in corporate. And I'm saying to myself, like, 
we got to do something about this. So I did more research and I, I looked for communities that were already in this space of helping blacks get into technology. And I just plugged in the way that I saw fit with my skills and my expertise. And, and that's where that came in on the data side. But the emotional side of it is is really like, I'm I'm a huge proponent of pushing the narrative forward of both entrepreneurship and leadership, but also of, you know, just increasing your income. And like, I was blessed with knowing like what my gift was at an early age, you know, with, with writing code and everything like that. But it would be wrong of me to kind of hoard all this information and not share this with my own people, you know? So <laughs> that's a very real thing for me. And I, I lose sleep on that a lot because I think that we could really change this narrative and get everyone financially free if we were to collectively do some sort of education in the tech space. And that's where Black Tech Academy comes in because a lot of our community, they're fighting like, hey, I don't have a math background. I don't have money to go to school. All these are excuses. And we built a platform where we break that down and say, hey, you don't have any excuses here. Our platform is very, very affordable. You have access to resources and access to communities that you may not have otherwise had access to. And that's very important because I think we're losing in this game of tech because we don't have access to a lot of things. And we have the power. 70% of, you know, the economy comes from our culture, but we own own 1% of the wealth. And I think that's important because, like, we have to talk about these things and we have to educate ourselves. So we're a small piece in the puzzle. We focus on the educational piece and we focus on saying, hey, you don't have to go the traditional route where you go to college for your college. For those of you who are saying, you know, go to college and everything like that, that's perfectly fine. Again, I went to college as well. But you don't have to go to college and get a four-year degree to actually get started in the technology. I know tons of people who, you know, they were working at a Wendy's restaurant or something like that, and now they're making $100,000 a year. I know there's people out there that was like, that's like, yo, I could use $100,000 in my bank account. <laughs> you know, so so, so uh, technology is definitely going to be, I would say, a, a facilitator in helping our community break this cycle of, you know, being for lack of better words, in poverty or just not having a lot of capital and a lot of money in the bank account, our technology is definitely going to help with that. So Black Tech Academy is essentially an online educational platform. We call it an ed tech platform, an educational technology platform, similar to like Udacity or Udemy or Lynda.com, the old Lynda.com. But we focus solely on a black and brown community, uh, persons of color, people of color. And so, again, we're not the only one out there that's doing that, but we're a small fraction of what's what's really available. And so our biggest thing is we wanted to build a platform that uh, our community can trust and that the education comes from people that look like them and share their experiences. So I'm an instructor on my platform as well. I've got uh, a partner of mine. His name is Bill McCleskey. He's the owner of a company in Nashville called My Tech Partners, and he owns a telecommunication services company. It's a tech company. And he has never written a lot of code in his life, but he grosses well over $2 million a year in sales. So I'm saying to myself, yo, I'm a, I'm a cool success story, but, like, I got to get like this guy because this guy's never written a lot of code <laughs> in my life. So I tapped Bill on the shoulder and I said, listen, uh, would you love to be a part of our platform and educate our community? He said, yeah, I'm all for it. And the rest is history. We've got other people in the community who are doing great, fascinating things. They are not a part of Black Tech Academy, but we're hoping that with the right strategic partnerships, We'll definitely get out there and push this narrative forward together further and faster. We're working on getting a campus here in Atlanta as well. So this will also double as a place where we host our events. So we have free events that, you know, the community comes out to. Um, we smooth them with food and drinks and DJ. Just have a really, really good time. But we, then we also have, like, fireside chat 
with people in the industry who who have been there, done that, who are in the tech space, who own businesses, who are in marketing, who you know are in branding, and they all either understand how to write code and build apps, or understand how to leverage technology to grow their business or reach their goals. And so it's a beautiful thing what we're doing. We're trying to capture as many people out there who are interested in learning technology, getting started in technology, and then those who are maybe already in the industry and looking to find the right you know right resources or the right uh, opportunities or access to things. We're hoping that they're coming on our platform as well. That is awesome, Tatum. And, and I know you're busy, so I want to be respectful of your time. Uh, so some of the last two questions that I have, Tatum, is for all entrepreneurs, what are your biggest three sort of tasks and or, or lessons learned, either or? Yeah, lessons learned, pour into your team, number one. It's not about you. Like, it's, you know, Soul Theory of Black Tech Academy, yeah, I'm the face of it, but my team makes me look good. That's true. You have to learn how to delegate. Number two, you have to be able to say, yo, I'm not a control freak on this. I build a vision. I build a community that is an environment where people feel safe, where people feel empowered, where people feel like they can grow, and that we all share the same mission, but you delegate. And then I think number three is don't be afraid to take, I would say, calculated risk, because I'm a, I'm a very calculated risk type of person. So take risks because the rewards are there. And, yeah, and just keep pushing forward, man. Just believe in yourself. The one thing about entrepreneurship is that you just have to keep moving forward. You can't be stagnant. You can't look at it like as if this is the end all be all because as, you know, Nipsey, the great Nipsey Hustle would say, life's a marathon. So. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. My last question for you, Tatum. I'm an avid reader, so I'm always curious to know what people are reading. So if you had a favorite book uh, you would recommend, what would that be and why? I've got two. One of them is Built to Sell. can't remember the author of it, but that book was really great because it taught me you know, there's different strategies on growing a business as well as different exit strategies. So just like the beginning of a business, like when you get an idea or find a service or a product that you can sell, it's equally as important to understand what's the end goal here. What does this look like for you? Are you building a lifestyle business? Are you building it to sell it? Are you a serial entrepreneur like me? And for my case, in my case, the Built to Sell book was really great because I'm, entre- I'm a serial entrepreneur. I tend to build, build applications or websites and things like that that I sell and uh, businesses uh, alike. And so Built to Sell was really, really great because I understood what it takes to build a great company and then actually sell it, which is pretty typical in the in the, in the tech space. Even uh, if you're looking to sell the entire business or a portion of it, just understanding what that looks like and how to actually grow a successful business. A second one is obviously like Rich Dad Poor Dad. That's really good because I do also own some like real estate and I own a real estate company as well. So Rich Dad Poor Dad taught me a lot about the four quadrants, the left side, being an employee, a business owner on the right side, and an investor on the right side. I think that's a really, really great book. And then, of course, a third one that's kind of boring, but I do recommend it as well. It's called Tax-Free Wealth. It's um, by Tom Wheelwright, who is the CPA of, of Rich Dad, because taxes are very, very important to an entrepreneur. And that's kind of why you want to become an entrepreneur, because you get those opportunities to mitigate your taxes as much as possible. So. <laughs> Certainly relate to that. Well, thank you so much for being on my podcast. Uh, Kaden, I really, really appreciate it. You have an incredible story and you're doing so many great things. I'm definitely going to support any way I can if people want to reach out to you or to either one of your businesses. Uh, Where should they find you? Yeah, find me on Instagram, Kaden Pardue. Find me at blacktechacademy.com. Email me at Kaden, K-A-D-E-E-M, at blacktechacademy.com. 
find me on Twitter, Kadem Juan, K-A-D-E-E-M-J-U-A-N. I'm pretty much all over the place. I'm the only Kadem Pardue you ever find, so if you Google me, you'll find me. Uh, and I'm always available on LinkedIn as well, too. Sounds good. Thanks so much, Kadem. I really, really appreciate it. And uh, I'm sure we'll keep in touch and talk soon. Thank you. Love you. Take care. No problem. Take care. Bye.